Hello and welcome to the Father's House Podcast. In this episode, we have Pastor Faith Harrelson speak on how personally this church has become a family to her. It's a really good episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Have a great week. And if you want more information on the Father's House, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. Good morning. Ooh. I'm not Pastor Mike, and I have my house slippers on. So welcome to the Father's house. <laughs> it's just wild right now. Um, I've been encountering God in such a real way. It's been the coolest thing I've ever experienced. And this morning, I was supposed to, uh, Pastor Mike didn't know this, but after I did the welcome, I was just going to slip on out of here because most of you know, but some of you don't know, a couple weeks ago, I spoke on, can you stand in the test of time? And we were matched with a birth mother for her baby and uh, with another family, and she decided to go with other family. And I'm living the faith walk just as much as you are. And I stood in the test of time and just said, okay, that wasn't for us. But deep down inside, I was like, Lord, I know this is our baby. Everything aligned the way it was supposed to. And a few days later, the other couple backed out and God turned it around for us. Yeah. And it was just so neat to see God's testimony. He said, because you decide to lay your Isaac on the altar, I provided the ram for you. And so you are not just the only ones that are having to stand in the test of time. Your leadership here is standing in the test of time. We are trying to be the true examples for you of what it looks like to stand in faith, what it looks like to love, what it looks like to live gently with other people around us, what it looks like to be family, what it looks like to serve one another, what it looks like to have the fruits of the Spirit. And today, I am here to share something that the Lord put on my heart this morning. And I wasn't planning on standing up here and speaking to you. I actually text Pastor Mike, and um, I was in the laundry room folding up my clothes because we're going. I'm leaving today. I was going to do the welcome and leave out of here to South Carolina. And this morning in the laundry room, as I was folding my daughter's clothes, I love it because I've come to know this sensitivity of his voice, but it's taken a long time. And I thought I knew his voice, but I was really religious before. And I'm learning it's just the gentle whispers that we listen to that are the most sound for us in our life. Sometimes we think it's this aha, like I have to go to a conference to hear from God, or it's, oh, I got to study my Bible two hours, but it's probably just folding your kid's laundry in the laundry room. And there I was folding the clothes, and I heard the Lord say, there's an army with you. And... I'm probably going to cry the whole time. So if you're here and you don't think you should be emotional on the platform, then this is not the church for you. (laughs) Honestly, God works through our emotions to connect with other people. And so there I was crying. The Lord was speaking. And he began to show me this film reel in my mind. 
And the Lord said, Chaos familia. What is family? Chaos familia, he kept saying. Chaos familia, chaos familia, chaos familia. We have, I can speak some Spanish, okay? I'm learning, I'm learning. But he said, what is family, Faith? I said, good question, Lord, because I haven't had the greatest example. He said, that's okay. If you walked in this place and you haven't had a great example of family, that's okay. Because he wants to reinvent what that looks like. And if maybe you've had a great family, maybe just a question to you, would you like to see something greater? Because that's what he's doing right now at the Father's house. He's creating sons and daughters rooted in family. And I said, Lord, and he said, you're going to South Carolina, Faith. And I'm like, yeah, I'm walking into a lot of unknowns. The birth mother requested me to be with her for the ultrasound on Monday, which is exciting. She wants me to go trick-or-treating with her kids on Monday night. My husband's coming Wednesday. I have no idea what to expect, but I know God's with me. You know, like I've always believed, like just be obedient, Faith, and God will follow you. But I've never had people around me where it's been rooted in family to feel supported. I've never felt that like I felt in this season of life. And my friend called me and she said, Ben Withrow is her brother. He said, sis, can you believe we're getting a baby in the family? I'm not a sister. But he said, I'm so excited. We're getting a baby in the family. And his excitement stirred me like never before. I'm like, wow. The fact that he is rejoicing with somebody who's rejoicing and actually going to the place of excitement, of actually jumping up and down, thinking like I get to be a part of somebody's miracle. That is a big deal. That is a big deal. And do you know what it did for me? It did me beyond what you could even imagine. And then I'm like, Pastor Mike, I might not be here for a while. They got this joke in the office that Faith's always on vacation. Because I love vacation. And the month of April, I just had plans before I got hired. So I was gone every Sunday in August. And uh, I said, Pastor Mike, I'm going on vacation again. <laughs> and I had no idea. I have no idea how long we'll be gone. I might be gone for a month. She's due November 17th. But do you know what he said? He said, awesome, go be with her. Do you feel that? Like, I do a lot of things here. And he's like, obviously get all your ducks in a row before you leave. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I felt so supported. And then I walked into the church and the birth mother needs a whole bunch of money and we're going to help her because that's what we do. Financially, she needed her bills paid. She was going to have her car repoed. I'm like, let's just help her. And Steve is a giver. He's the best giver I've ever had an example of besides the Lord. But we're like, where's this money coming from, Lord? And I walked into the church, and then we got to stay there. You know, there's lodging on top of that. And we walk, I walk into the church, and I'm handed a check for Pastor Appreciation Month. And it's going to pay our lodging for when we're in South Carolina. Yeah. And I put these shoes on because... I feel like I'm home. 
And the Lord told me to do it, actually. I wouldn't, you know me, I like to dress up and I like to be stylish, but he said, put on your house slippers, Faith. And I just want you to know, like, this is a true example of what family's like. And if you've come from a place that's not like that and you've been hurt, you know what, we're not gonna always get it right, but this is a place, I believe, where we're all growing in freedom. And what comes from freedom? Freedom, what comes from freedom is healthy people, not out to get one another, not out for a free card, not out to even grow in leadership to make a name of themselves. That's not who we are. And I do have some scriptures that I want to share with you this morning. So there I was in the laundry room, and I was just so ministered to. And the Lord said, there's an army rising up, and they've already gone before you. And we have an excellent prayer team here. We have a chain that Latricia puts out, and it's amazing how we're all unified. We know what you're going through if you contact us and let us know what's going on in your life. I'm going to say it again. If you contact us or reach out to someone and let them know what's going on, then we're, we want to be there for you. A lot of people say, well, they didn't, they didn't ever come to help me. Well, I didn't know you were going through something. And that's what takes the chosen vulnerability to open up so that we can connect with one another and help each other out. And so there I was in the laundry room. And the Lord began to show me all the reels of things that people have done for our family or things that have happened while I was here and healing that's come from this place. And he said, there's an army that's already going with you, Faith. And I thought about an army. I was there. And, um, and so I went and sat down with the Lord and I did all my stuff and I text Pastor Mike. I said, Pastor Mike, I think that I would like to share, could I share with the, we have huddles, our, all of our teams, just so you know, if you are looking to get connected, by the way, I was supposed to do this at the beginning, I just went right on in, and if you're looking for a place to find family, and maybe you're just like, I'm saved, I didn't know where to come, I just showed up today, well, there's a great opportunity for you this Wednesday at, 7, at 6 p.m. here, we have a thing called The Journey, where you get to know who we are, what we value, what we believe, what our mission is, and then it's an opportunity for you to also find out who God create, has created you to be and how you can serve the church and get connected. And that's two weeks, and it's called The Journey. You can sign up on the Church Center app. It says sign-ups at the bottom. But I was, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, so I was talking to Pastor Mike, and we have huddles all in our teams, and we do that to build family. We do that to build community. We do that to build communication, because communication is so important. So in team huddles, they get together and they testify of what God's done for them. They share, I need, I have a prayer request, and it's a way that you can connect and get plugged in, but also to help people to get outside of yourself and what's going on in your own life and help serve not just the body, but serve your team and say, let's go have coffee. It's to connect relationships. It's relational. And he said, well, would this be something you want to preach? And I said, today in capital letters, question mark, this was at 8.30 today. He said, I'm just asking. And I said, here we go, Lord. I said, well, if you think that's what I should do, then I will. And then I began to feel the Lord breathe on me what he wanted to say today. 
about family, chaos familia. And I love that we get to hear his voice. And it's not about what I've done. It's not about what Pastor Mike's done, Pastor Daryl, the worship team. It's about God breathing and what he wants to say. And I'm just up here. And I, I literally asked them to pull this down here because I'm one with you. I'm with you. I'm not on a platform. I'm not, yes, I have pastoral in front of my name, but I'm just a vessel just like you that's being used by God and God's just breathing upon what he wants to say. So I asked the Lord, what is family, Lord? And he took me, if you have your Bible and your notebook, write it down with me. Galatians chapter six, verse one. And you know me, I read out of the Passion. So if you have another version, it's still good. Uh, Galatians 6.1, it says, My beloved friends, if you see a believer who is overtaken with a fault, the one who is in the Spirit should seek to restore him in the spirit of gentleness. Everybody say gentleness. But keep watch over your own heart so that you won't be tempted to exalt yourself over him. Isn't that good? So I believe, number one, it's to seek to help restore people through gentleness. And how do we do that? We lead small groups. We see someone that's having a hard time. Someone comes to you and they're sinning. Or if they're struggling, it says, restore him in the spirit of gentleness. That we're not condemning, that we're loving them, regardless of what they've been through. We go up to a person and say, hey, you look like you're struggling. How can I, how can I support you in this season of life? Someone said, I've never heard anybody ask me that before. I'm like, really? Here's some language that you can say. How can I support you in the season of life? That's gentle, right? Not saying, you need to do this and you need to do that. Nope, that's not what family does. And maybe your family's done that. I know my family's done that. But true family says, how can I support you in the season of life with a spirit of gentleness? And then it also says, but keep watch over your own heart so that you won't be tempted to exalt yourself over him. It's keeping humble. Number two, what is, what is it? Chaos familia is keeping humble. And then it goes on to say in verse two, love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. If you think you're somebody too important to stoop down to help another, when really you're not, you're living in deception. So, Family helps carry each other during troubles. If someone's marriage is hurting, you say, can I watch your kids so you can go on a date? If finances are a problem, give them $100. It's really simple. I think we overcomplicate it. And we think too much about it. When, Or you could just say, Holy Spirit, how can I help them? Instead of saying, how can I support you in this season of life? I went into Kohl's and I'm like, Lord, what can I get her? And he said, get her a robe. I said, a robe? That's so weird. 
I don't know what size to get her. I don't know what color to get her. And this one robe stood out to me, and I'm like, this is so weird. It's blue. It looks like a man's robe. And so I started questioning, you know, like what the Lord was saying. I took all kinds of pictures of all of the robes, and I said, this is a weird question, but can I buy you a robe? She said, I've never owned a robe before in my life. And she picked the blue one out of all 10. So you know how you can support someone is ask the Holy Spirit. How can I support them, Lord, in this season? And then I'm going to take you over to, I'm a teacher, if you can't tell. So I like lots of scripture, and I like you to be able to have enough to where you feel fed. And can I just say something really quick? I don't really point things out like Pastor Mike does, but I am going to do that today a little bit because I just feel it so heavily on my heart. I get a lot of people that I talk to that come from different churches, and they say, I'm just not fed where I'm at. I get people who say, I'm just not getting fed in my Bible, in my small group. I'm like, really? Okay. But then I said, well, how is God feeding you in your day-to-day? Because I I think that we're churched 1% of the week, right? It's like parents, I better be careful. We're in church 1% of the week, and that's what's feeding us. I think it's really important that we're letting the Lord feed us spiritually. And this is just an extra supplement. Amen. 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 And so I just challenge people when they call me like, hey, can I help you find a Bible study that can feed you? That God, Can I show you how God can teach you how to really hear his voice and to get fed through his word and through being in his presence and worshiping on your own in your home. I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm a teacher, so I'm going to teach in Romans chapter 12, verse 13. So allow God to teach you and to mold you and to shape you in your quiet time and let him feed you. Did you see how this morning I came up here and I didn't have anything planned? I really didn't. And how it comes from the overflow of, of what we do life with. Like we, we don't want to have to do all of these things, but we want to live in relationship. In relationship, and that comes from the overflow. Amen? Amen. Are you all with me? Okay. Do you all love me? Are you sure? Okay, good, because I'm like really opening myself up here, so I need you all to open up, open up to what God's doing in the room, what he's doing all over the place in worship today, what he was doing there, what Maddie was saying, wow, what is he doing? He is showing you how much he loves you, and if we could allow God to show us, ooh, this is the Holy Spirit, if we could allow God to show us how much he loved us, think about the family that we could create here. So if we receive his love, then we can give his love. I'm going to say it again. If we can receive his love, we can give his love. And that's family. Receiving, giving, receiving, giving, receiving, giving. And then you receive back from other people. 
and you give back to other people. It's a constant, like, beautiful exchange. Romans chapter 12, verse 13. It says, Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. So we're taking an interest in people. Uh, when we meet with couples and uh, they say, well, we don't have a lot of interests in common. We're like, well, maybe you could learn what he's interested in and, and do that. And then you could learn what she's interested in and do that. And you might find that you might both be interested in it. Like Steve, he loves shooting. And we went on an overnight and we did those clay pigeons. I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever experienced. Well, like, you just let it go. And then I'm like, boom. I'm like, wow, I could really do some business out here. This is fun. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. It's going to be so boring. Well, if you have that attitude, it's definitely going to be boring. But if you find people and you're like, well, I don't really have any friends, the Bible says, make yourself friendly. So go up to somebody and say, what do you like to do? Oh, great. You want to go do that on Saturday? Awesome. You might find that you really enjoy it. And if you don't, then you're sowing a seed into someone else's life. Because it says, take a constant, wow, that's a good word. That convicts me. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. So yeah, we have um, someone in our church that asked us about a certain ministry. And we realized, like, there is a need for this. And how can we meet the need? And we're going to come up with a plan because it's a need. And we're going to get a team of people probably that are going to love doing it. And it's going to be a beautiful exchange. People who want to feel needed and then the other people who need something done. And it blesses everybody. That's true family for me. It's like, I get to be a part of somebody's life and help them. And then if you need help, you can call and ask for help. But I think we get to this place where pride comes in and we're like, I just don't need anybody in my life. You do. Look at your neighbor and say you need people in your life to help you. We do. And then it says, and eagerly welcome people as guests in your home. Woo, that's good. <laughs> uh, Y'all laugh for a minute. <laughs> that is so good. And eagerly welcome people as guests in your home. People don't care what your house looks like. People don't care how big your house is. People don't care what kind of food you serve. You just have bottles of water and cookies from Walmart. People love just to get together and be with each other. So that's what family is like, opening up your home. We had somebody here, it was the coolest thing. I'm probably gonna botch this whole story up, so I'm gonna try to do a good job. 
we had somebody that had a heart for her community and her apartment complex and just wanted people to get saved. So she wrote a note and I think she put it in like the center place and said she was going to open up her home for them to come and just have like a Bible study if they were interested to come and she was going to have cookies. And it was such a great idea. I'm like, wow, she's thinking really outside of even just the church. Like we want to be a family and a healthy home for the city what are, what are some things right now that are stirring on the inside of you that you could be family to maybe somebody on your team, somebody in your small group, somebody that you, that you see? I saw Kenny, and he, it was so beautiful this morning. I pull up, and I'm just overwhelmed by what God's doing, and he was sweeping the leaves off of the front of the house. And he was preparing the house because this is his house and this is his family and he wanted it to look nice. (laughs) And then I went to the welcome desk and Mandy Blythe, she's the best organizer. She should start a business. She had these great containers and everything was just stacked so perfectly at the welcome desk and it was just all so organized but she has a heart for this home. Like this is her place and she wants it to look beautiful. What's something that you could do that could create a family atmosphere right here? Maybe today as you leave. Hey, you guys want to go to lunch today? I had somebody ask me to go to lunch. I wanted to go so bad, but I couldn't go. Uh, And gosh, I'm going to get emotional again. We met with a couple, and the wife came up to me in the lobby. She thinks that she was crazy by asking and responding this way, but it blessed me more than she'll ever know. She said, can we have a baby shower for you? And I thought, oh my gosh, I feel so much like I belong. Because that's what family does. They look out for each other. They welcome into their home. It says in verse 14, speak blessing, not cursing, over even those who reject and persecute you. And maybe you felt rejected from somebody here in this local body, in this family, maybe somebody in the family of God. What does it say to do? Speak blessing. Go to that person. Hey, this was the past. What happened, it was a beautiful exchange in our small group this last week. I'm not going to say names because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but somebody said, you know, we haven't always gotten along, but we've chose to get along, and we really enjoy each other. And probably in that moment, they thought, we should do more things together. Because God's getting people free. Because he's building a culture of family that it's not about us, it's about others. It says celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve and live happily together 
in a spirit of harmony. You know, when they say for better or for worse in marriage, we don't even know what those words mean anymore. <laughs> it's so sad for better or for worse. Like that's what God intended the marriage to look like is for better or for worse. Now I know there are situations, but I just think we give up too easily. It says, live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's worth as you are your own. Don't live with a lofty mindset thinking you're too important to serve others, but be willing to do menial tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. Never hold a grudge or try to get even. I love this part, but plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Do your best to live as everybody's friend. Y'all need to get a hold of this. So good. This is so straight from the Lord. I did not have anything planned, I promise you. And I was standing in the shower before he even said anything. And I heard that scripture, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. And I had an opportunity for someone who's done me so much wrong. And I ran into her and do you know what I did? I stooped down to her level and I hugged her and told her how much I loved her. She was sitting and I was standing and I could have easily been like, hi, see you later, good to see you. You know, we always say that, good to see you, but it's not really good to see them. <laughs> I'm just being really honest. And I saw her and the Lord said, go be with her, like humble yourself, faith and just love her the way that I would love her. And I did, and I felt so free. I felt so free of the whole situation, like there was no emotion that I was feeling except freedom, which is so beautiful. And if you do get to that place where you do and you don't feel anything, let me tell you, that's freedom. It is. That's where he wants us to live. I'm gonna say it again, that's where he wants us to live. Yeah, and I'm gonna stop right there for that part. So take constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. Speak blessing, not cursing. <coughs> celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. I've not always been open to allow people into my life when I had a miscarriage. I did not answer any of my calls. I just wouldn't let anybody in my circle because I'm like, I don't want them to think I have enough faith. I didn't have enough faith for a child. I don't want to burden anybody. It's just so what the enemy wants for us is to hold back from God's blessing, from God's people. He doesn't want us to be family the way he, God intended it to be. He wants to bring division but not in this house. We're not doing that. 
I say no to division in Jesus' name over this house. Would y'all just lift your hands? Yeah, let's just let's just make a declaration. I just declare over this house that it is an encouraging house, that it's a true familia, that it's beautiful, that it's a beautiful exchange of serving one another the way you intended, God. I thank you, Lord, that it's positive words, that it's words of encouragement, words of affirmation. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we decide today to plant ourselves in a local body, to be a place that we can call home, to be a place where it can feel like family, like family I've never had before, God. I just thank you, God. And for those of the people who have had good family, I say take them to new levels and heights in you, God, and thank you for doing a new thing in Jesus' name, God. We just say that this is a place where sons and daughters find family, where they're rooted and grounded in love. And I thank you, Lord. It's a healthy place, a healthy home for this city. In Jesus' name, amen. So the Lord told me to tell you that there's an army inside of you. And there's an army that's for you. Because when we all come together, you know, you can do it alone and you can do one thing really well, or you can do it all together and do 400 things well. There's an army. The worship team, could you come? Nathan, I don't even know if you can do this song. There's an army rising up. Can we do that song? I just feel like that's a word from the Lord for this body today. If you all will just stand with me this morning. There is a true army of God rising up in this place. An army that knows who their leader is. An army that knows that there's nothing that's going to take them out. An army that knows who they're fighting in their battle with. An army that's coming together that's doing something really well. Pastor Mike, did you have anything? You were like looking at me like you wanted to say something. I don't normally do this. Um, We're we're gonna do everything she just said. But I feel like, um, for those of you who feel disconnected, you're like, oh, I've never had family. I want to encourage you that you have to get connected. The reason why people are feeling like they have family, they feel like they belong, it's because they're connected to the church. They're in small group. They're serving. They're, they're literally putting forth this effort to actually get around people that know you have, because no one knows what you're going through if you're staying isolating yourself. And then you go from church to church, I just can't belong anywhere. I just can't find a family. It's because you're still just withholding. So I would encourage you, to sign up for the journey, get in small group tonight at six o'clock, come and, and just watch what God, God is doing what she's saying and he wants to do it in your life as well. So don't, don't withdraw, don't isolate, don't stay back, get involved. And we're having so many testimonies of people saying the same thing. I feel like I belong. I feel like people actually care about me. And it's because those people are connected. They're actually involved. They go to the journey. They're serving. They're in this church. They're not just attending. They're not just consumers. They're contributors. Amen. And so I just really want to share that. You can continue. And I just want to say as well, we are so happy and so blessed uh, for what God is doing in Pastor Faith and Steve's life. 
She is home. And, and, and I just love this so, 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 so much. And what she's doing this morning is stepping out, not being a teacher, but she's building culture this morning. And I just love it so much. These mornings are just as important. I would say maybe even more important than they well put together sermons because God is building something here. He's building something in his house and, and just receive it. So continue, just receive. Yeah, so if you, uh, our prayer team will come down this morning. I just want us to go back, go into this song if we can, and just begin to clear that over our house, that there's an army rising up. And if you need prayer for anything this morning, if you're going through a hard time, maybe this message really spoke to you and you just need somebody to pray over you. We have a great team of leaders that want to pray for you this morning.
Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Nicole. I just want to, we're going to share just a couple testimonies. Tom, would you be okay to come down and share what you shared with me last week about just how the church has been there for you and stuff? Is that okay? Will somebody help? Can we help Tom come? Steve's right behind you. And Nicole, I just want you to share what you shared with me, too, about you and Gerfrida, too. All right? I'll hold it for you, okay? Okay. So... When I first started coming here, um, I didn't really know anybody. My best friend invited me then one time, and then she didn't come back for a while, but I felt like I just needed to come. And then um, after coming here for a while, I just kind of got in a situation. I just started praying, God, I really need help. I really need help. And then uh, I was a bus driver at the time, and it snowed, and I worked here in Orleans World too, and uh, got free to France. She let me come and stay with her for th- that time because it snowed, and that way I didn't have to drive back and forth from Lewisport. And uh, she started talking to me like I was moving in with her. And to be honest with you, I thought, well, this is kind of crazy because I'm used to living on my own. Well, after a little bit, she let me move in with her. I mean, that was so touching. And like Pastor Faith was talking about, you know, the giving part of money. I had a person come once and give me $100 here. And I I didn't really understand what I needed it for, but after she gave it to me, it's like God showed me. And then at Christmas time, once another, you know, a person came up to me and gave me $500. Like, how? And then, um, so now I live in my own place and I have friends, friends, y'all. Like, I will brag about Kristen Bennett. Like, she's everybody's friend, you know. And then I got Dusty and Patrick, like, they're everybody's friend too. And then, um, I, and not only that, but what's so amazing is when you get connected here, you meet people and then they invite you to different churches services and you make friends from everywhere else because we're just not one body. We're a big body. Amen. Yep. Amen. Come on. Come on. Isn't the Lord good? She said, I mean, isn't that amazing? It's not, this isn't just a story. That's something that's happened to Pastor Faith. It's something that's been happening in this house. And it's something that really encourages me as she came in and she's having the same experience as other people are already having. And it's just a beautiful thing when you get connected as well as Nicole has. Nicole, she wouldn't want anybody to know this. She comes and cleans the church, would do anything for this church, honestly, would do anything for this house. And my friend Tom, he called me last week and just had a really, um, you don't have to you know, give me the praise you were giving me, but just the praise you were giving people in the church, all right? Uh, it's been two Sundays ago. I was feeling kind of down for whatever reasons, many reasons. Anyway, and I just really wanted to get to church. And uh, after the service was over, Dora encouraged me to go down for prayer. And uh, I don't know how many people prayed for me that morning. I couldn't turn around and see them all, but I was surrounded by people. And as the lady who just shared was saying, she had financial need. I just needed to be loved. And people came by and they put their hands on me and they prayed and they would leave and another one would come up and they'd pray and they'd leave. And that went on for probably 30 minutes. And when I left out of here, I was high as a kite. And... Uh, and and the beauty is it didn't stop there. Uh, throughout the week, I got texts from people, uh, prayers from people. Uh, Dominique and uh, Daniel called and said, can we bring dinner over one night? And they did, and we fellowshiped. And 
it just, it, it really is family here. We haven't even been here a year yet next month, but uh, I feel loved in ways that I've, I needed to be loved at this season of my life. So I just thank you, Lord. Awesome. Um, and another thing I want to point out, Tom and his wife, when they came, they, they immediately, they went to small groups in someone's home. They literally got connected. They got around people. And, and if, when you do that, this is the result that you will get out of that. So can we all lift our hands towards Tom right now? Like Tom's believing God for a healing in his body. And can we just come together as family? We just read all these scriptures. When one's in trouble, we carry their troubles together with him. So we just say now in the name of Jesus, God, we come in agreement with heaven, with healing all from heaven to touch him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, oh God. Lord, I pray that every infirmity, that blood circulation would begin to flow in the name of Jesus, God. You created the body, Lord. You created the blood, Lord. You created the cells, oh God. And Lord, we pray for a creative miracle to come now in the name of Jesus God we stand in unity and in agreement in this room right now Lord we know that you're the healer father God continue to do what only you can do in the name of Jesus can somebody shout amen in this place come on can somebody shout amen in this house come on can we just lift up a clap of praise a shout of praise in this morning we love you Lord we celebrate you, Jesus. We honor you, King Jesus. We glorify you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Come on, every voice. Every voice, every voice. Thank you, Lord. Man, come on. Isn't the Lord good in this place? It's so crazy how God works and what it's like working for me when I'm like, hey, won't you preach this morning? Just throwing things out there. But look what the Lord has done. And when we just follow, let me tell you this morning, God is a God who speaks. Amen. And he's speaking and, and we're listening and we're following his voice. So I would encourage you. God, when God was speaking to you this morning through Pastor Faith to, to not just hear, but listen and obey. Amen. Amen. So small groups tonight, this is the last week of freedom groups tonight at six o'clock. There's also a regular small group tonight at six. Do not forget, if you have gone to freedom groups, the conference is next week, Friday and Saturday. Yes, it is only for people who've gone through the freedom. And yes, we're going to do it again. But don't forget to come. We love you guys so, so much. Can we give one more clap of praise for the Lord this morning? Bless you guys. Come on, can we give it up for Pastor Faith as well? It's done an amazing job. We're so honored to have her. Bless you guys. Have a good week.